Welcome back. Good evening, friends, and welcome to Live Reality Games, a network of creators making our favorite shows into reality. I'm your host, Kirk, and today we are here to talk about everything that just went down, in my opinion, the biggest, baddest reality game of them all, Survivor Season 41. It's Episode 6. We are merged? Question mark. So, like always, this will be full of spoilers. So, if you haven't watched yet, head on over to CBS. But before you leave, hit that subscribe button and notification bell so you can hear about everything dropping in the LRG community. And tonight's LRG Survivor Takeover is none other than the victors valiant themselves, the kings of College Survivor, with us, Survivor Michigan. Welcome, guys. Thank, Thank you for having, having us. us. Um, uh, f first up, uh, Matthew, uh, thanks for coming on. I know of your reputation as a survivor, super expert. You, I've heard you can, you have some interesting, uh, uh, stats that you can name off very quickly. I can name the seasons quickly. That used to be my thing. I can still like, we're now born in Australia, Africa, Marquesas, Thailand, the Amazon province, also has Vanuatu, Palau, Guatemala, Panama, Cook Islands. I can do that. Um, but you know, that's, uh. I'm, I'm, I don't have like a super stat sheet just for Survivor Michigan I do, but for regular Survivor, um, I like came up with a winner score or something like that. But yeah, I'm, I'm a fan, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Like, yeah. Uh, that's, you still that's... do it. And then just bust Yeah. It you still can. You still can. Yeah. 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 No. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, it's like riding a bike. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Yeah. I don't, I don't do it as much, but when, when called upon, I can do it. Yeah. So the first spoiler of tonight is, guys, for the first time ever, uh, for me, I, I, nobody was voted out. So, Matthew, actually, my first question for you is, has this ever happened in Survivor U.S. proper? Uh, I mean, not not off the top of my head. I mean, other than, like, you know, somebody got voted out and went to redemption or something like that. Um but I mean, I, I I could be forgetting something, but I definitely can't remember in the first ten minutes when Jeff was like, "There's going to be no tribal tonight." Like that, that that seemed very very unusual. So yeah, my jaw dropped to the ground. I was like, "What is happening here? What's about to go down?" So even though nobody's voted out, guys, I think we still have a plethora of stuff to kind of unbox tonight. Also with us, Ian, the current, I believe, editor of Survivor Michigan. Welcome to the podcast. Hello, happy, happy to be here. What are you thinking of the edit so far this season? A lot of people are talking about it being very different than their past seasons. Uh, what's your take as an editor? Yeah, you know, interestingly enough, I think they, I don't know if they're, if they're taking cues from College Survivor, but it certainly is a little more similar to some of the stuff that I've seen us do and other College Survivors do, where there's more twisty sort of editing with flashbacks with the idols like they did with Nasir last week and some of the some of the ways they're bringing people's backstories and stuff I know is similar to some of the international survivors so it definitely seems like they've decided to spice up the editing a little bit for their season 41 and just uh you know get a little more creative with it which I'm, I'm a big fan of I you know after 40 seasons it's time it's time to see some new editing tricks. So I thought the Nasir idol edit was great, and I hope there's more of that as they continue. Cool. It's it's good hearing that from another editor because as just a as a casual fan, I love the new edits. It reminded me of Amanda Kimmel's idol find in Micronesia, and then who else got that flashback edit? Was it Ben? 
when he won his season i i can't recall i that sounds about right I like think. i think a ben bomb was was a surprise one maybe not i can't recall but anyways um that's not neither here nor there we're talking about season 41 and with us as well the host and player of survivor michigan cooper welcome back thank you thank you as always for having me happy to always talk about survivor so can't wait to get into the episode and uh, before we get right into it i gotta say dude it makes me it 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 honors me and my fellow podcasters on this journey but especially me because i i got the short end of the stick i had to do one of the very first podcasts on this channel when there was no followers nobody there and there was cooper ready to jump on and have us start recapping stuff and I started the Survivor Michigan um, recaps, and then the podcasters took it from me. <laughs> they just literally stole it. And I was so mad at first because I used to live right across the street from the stadium on uh, Potter Street. Like, I I'm from the community, so it was, like, so cool. But at the same time, I got to chill, relax, and just watch you guys talk. <laughs> so that was just as fun. Um also, before we get into it, I just want to announce that the founder of Survivor Michigan, George, it was just his birthday. So happy birthday, George. <laughs> and speaking of founders, I hear that this person from Big Brother might have been involved. Uh, Miss Claire somewhat wrapped into this. Just is this true? What, what was she? A, she's the founder co-founder is that is very true she was uh i think if you look closely and go back and watch season one you can see her in the background of some of the shots um mm -hmm. but yeah yeah her and george were were there the first season that's who kicked the whole thing off so yeah it was very cool obviously to see her on big brother and like watch her like be able to play uh like a reality game that all of us watch on tv so just very cool yeah so we're like, all very excited and very jealous yeah <laughs> So tons of apps are coming in this year, CBS, from everybody, because now we all think it could be us. Um, so I let, just like every week, Jeff Probst is giving us like, please apply, please apply. If you haven't applied, people, you should right now, because they are calling people. Um, let's get right into it. It's episode six. It's called Ready to Play Like a Lion. Uh, who's playing like a lion right now? That's a good Shan. one. Shan. Yeah, Shannon and Ricard, you got to feel like both of them, just everything with the extra vote has been, they, they both came to play. They, they both don't want to give an inch, which is so funny to see them interact. I like the metaphor of the waves crashing against each other every time we get that recapped, that B-roll footage every single time we see them. But this one, I think, was the most heated. I mean, the episode starts, it is... It's night 11, Tribals just went down, and uh, Shan, Shan already wants that vote back. <laughs> yeah. I think they, they're going to be forced to stick together, though, because there's just so their tribe is so decimated that it's going to be like they want to turn on each other, sort of, but they're not going to. Yeah, I agree with that. I, I think they will stick together for the near future. Um, they've just voted together so many times. Um, you got to think there there is such a strong bond there, even if they are fighting a little bit here and there. Um, but I, in the long run, I, it once it gets to like six or seven, I, I think they're going to come for each other. Um, they they both they both the way they play the game is just so much. They they don't want to give an inch. They they don't even want the other person to have an extra vote because they know down the line 
they might you they might be butting heads and that might be the extra vote that's going to swing whatever is happening at that moment. So they are already looking far enough down the line that it matters to them who has that extra vote. I think it's really like an example of two people that are like so strategically minded and so savvy that it works for a little bit when there are a lot of other people around them, but it's impossible for them to be together for too long because they both know that they're coming after each other. And it works at first because they both recognize the other strategic, but it, it's not going to work long term when they both know the other wants to cut them and they want to cut the other person. So, And it's got to be really hard. Uh, I, I'm not a huge fan of Ricard, but just giving Shan that vote back when you know then she has all of the power and you have nothing if in fact they did have to go to let's say a tribal council with only two which i thought would have been interesting guys because we've only seen that once before with um uh, bobby john and stephanie and that was pre um extra vote advantages and i actually was intrigued what would go down at a final or not a final two but a tribe of two tribal council where a player has an extra vote and a player has an idol. I actually would have loved to watch that go down. You would think they would allow them to still just play everything. Um, I mean, you. I would think it worked out that way in the past. You had like Bobby John and Stephanie, obviously, that at the time, they, they, they were just, they had to vote for each other. There was nothing else they could play. They didn't have anything in their bag of tricks. But I, you would have to think that it works as any other tribal council. They just didn't go through all the formalities of it in, in the past seasons. I mean, Ricard would have been screwed. He would have had yeah. an extra vote, but it wouldn't matter. Yeah, I, he would have had to give back the extra vote anyway, knowing that Shan had the idol. What it's happens like, if he uses his roll to dice and then becomes safe and now they're both safe? <laughs> I think then it's fire. You'd have to. Yeah. yeah. Safe. Like, can you be uh, unsafe? Or send him home and redo the week next week. Yeah. What scenario can you play an idol but still be unsafe? That's the question. I don't know. That's a great point. And it's something we kind of brought up in a different scenario in the three-person tribal council that went down. Had there been zero votes, some safeties, what happens? But if two people are truly safe from either the idol or the dice roll, is it like this episode? And it's like, hey, guys, just go back to camp and we'll see you in two days. <laughs> I, I don't know. You would have to think not. You'd have to think they would just say, all right, all of your immunities just cancel each other out. You're making fire. Like... Then it's like you may as well have not played any of them and like made a deal because then sure, it's like then, you could have just made the deal to not play any of them and whoever stays in at least has their Right, stuff. but then it's then there's some kind of dynamic where you have to trust each other. Is that deal actually on? Is it off? Are we playing our things? Are we not playing our things? Like <laughs> realistically, you should just oh well, that's just tough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So maybe that's why that's not what happened. And we see other things. But I got before we get there, I think Shan is the the queen right now of the guilt trip because I don't think she gets that vote from Ricard. He's very stubborn as we've seen. And she managed to get this back from someone who's so stubborn. And then also um, so, uh, he kind of made it seem like if I give this to you, I'm the same as JD. And I, I really think Ricard was having a hard time balancing this, this fact in his head. I mean, I think that's fair. Like, I think Shan was being a little ridiculous. Like, her and Ricard come up with this plan to blindside JD that involves them taking JD's advantage. Then, like, a week later, she comes to Ricard and is like, well, give me your advantage. He's like, I've seen this movie before. <laughs> like, what are, you, what are you trying to pull here, basically? And so I think he's perfectly justified in continuing to be skeptical of it, even after 
she voted with him and stayed in the game. From his point of view, he's like, you've proven that you will cut people even if they're ridiculously loyal to you because everyone in their tribe was loyal to you. So... I mean, do we think do we think she would have cut him? I I kind of think she would have if he had given her up. If he had given up the extra vote, like I think that might have saved his ass. As no, no, no. I don't think she would have. No, that. I think no. she might have. He wasn't. No, I don't, I don't think, think she, she would have. But him. I think that he's perfectly justified in thinking she may have. Yeah. I love her quote. I trust him ish. <laughs> I just love that. Doesn't trust. Yeah, him. I mean the whole extra vote thing. She has it back, but I think what it costs her is. It, definitely a little bit in that relationship. I, I think that relationship is strained a little bit now and they'll work together for a bit. But I think in a few votes, we'll we'll see that they aren't necessarily going to be the tightest allies. It also might have been risky for her because you could see him going to a bunch of people now and being like, look at all this and the advantage she has and just spilling everything and explaining to all these people how she hoodwinks JD and did all this. Like he could easily paint a gigantic target on her back if he wanted to. Yeah, there's a lot of loose lips this season about uh, the advantages. I I just feel like that's going to be super problematic coming up very soon. Yeah, yeah, and there's so many of them out there. You you have to. I think, can't even keep track of who has what anymore. Yeah, you have to think there. A lot of them are going to come out at some tribal council where the line is really going to get drawn, and you're going to have sides that are close in numbers, and you're going to see a lot of these probably come out at the same time. Is my guess. But I hope so. Uh, to talk a little bit more about Ua, who were you guys rooting for uh, before this final two? Were you rooting for anybody else that was the previous four that got eliminated? I like JD, but that was, I guess that's not a popular opinion. I don't know. I thought, was, I thought he was fun, but also I think Shan is probably the best character slash strategist from that tribe. So I'm rooting for her. Yeah, I was probably rooting for Shan and Ricard. If I could have picked two people to survive from that tribe, that's who I would have picked. Moving forward, I think they'll make the rest of the season the most interesting. So that's who I would have picked. Yeah, same. So it's day 12. We're at the Yasa tribe, and they are invoking the survivor gods to create food energy into their tree mail. And we got track two of the Yasa album today, which was just as riveting as the um, rock drumming that we got last week. What, yeah. are you guys, what are you guys thinking about this ragtag group of people? <laughs> it's all I, Evie all the way. I'm big team Evie over here. I I think Xander's in trouble, but I don't know if he should be. And we got a little bit of, of like Liana and Tiffany talking about it later in the episode of Liana being like, I kind of want to cut him. I kind of want to take his like idol and then just like be done with him. Obviously, it's the three girls and he was on the outs. But I think Tiffany actually has the right idea here of, and she kind of didn't say it, but she alluded to it. She's like, he's with us. Like he thinks, he thinks that we are a tight four. There's no reason to cut him. Like he has this idol. He has this extra vote, but it's, it's going to be used for our benefit right now. I think if Liana takes something from him, it, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. You might as well take it from Nasir, somebody who you've never talked to, never worked with and who's probably going to end up on the other side of you. Um, so I think I think they should be working with Xander. I don't think they will, um, but we'll see what happens there. Well, this is a bit of an aside, but here's my hot take about what what's the name of the girl who has the thing that you can steal someone's idol? Liana. Liana. Okay, here's what I think she should have done with that. She should not have told anybody about this. What I think she should have done, 
she should have gone because up to this point, everything that people got from that island was an extra vote, right? So she should have gone, stolen an idol from Nasir or somebody somebody who wasn't on her tribe, figured them out. Everybody's finding out who the idols are anyways. Stolen one of those people's idols. Then if anyone like, then just claim it's a lie. If anybody says, oh, you stole my idol, be like, that's ridiculous. That would be so, that would be absurd. Have you ever seen that in Survivor before? That's ridiculous. Obviously I have an extra vote. That's what everybody else has. And maybe if you really want to even bring Xander in on it or something, bring your alliance in on it and then use their extra vote as proof. Oh, here's the extra vote I found. If anyone asks you well, about wouldn't, it. Wouldn't she, I feel like she has to like stand up and say, hey, do you have an idol? He says yes. And then he has to give it to her. Like she's yeah. like, I have this advantage. I, I, feel, like I feel like it's at trouble so. publicly happening. Oh, I completely misunderstood. Yeah. I thought it was like, you could she just go up to them like in the woods or something? No, 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 no. I think it was all public. But I was also oh. confused. Maybe I misremember this, but couldn't, can't they, if they lie, I thought it becomes powerless. Like I thought she, if they say, yes, I have it, they give it to her. If they say no. I don't think they can lie. I think, it, I think it says you have to tell the truth. You have to hand this over if it, if you. Oh, I didn't realize this had to happen at yeah. Tribal. Yeah. 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 Disregard yeah. what you said. Yeah, Ian, I was in the same uh, boat with you last week when we were trying to figure out this thing. I was like, well, it, it, it seems very problematic. And there's ways around this. It's actually, I agree with you, it's very dangerous to tell about this power because it's so powerful. And it's, it isn't perfect. Because it is as simple as me having an ally, maybe as close as Matthew, and being like, I know this is going to suck for my game, but I have to give you the idol tonight because they're going to steal it from me, you know? And if you secretly do that, that might be an advantage. Okay. Also, just a mm -hmm. quick question for um, Ian. I know you're the editor, but have you ever played Survivor? Uh, no, not in like a like serious fashion. I've only played Survivor in like a small scale. Like we've done like drinking games and stuff like oh, that. Yeah. I played a few on. I played some orgs. I played in some online ones, but never oh. like Survivor Michigan or like anything like that. Oh, drunk Survivor is always a good time. Um, yeah. It's but, oh for sure yeah the, um but that's yeah because i was gonna say that's those are the right instincts dude like like just trying to figure out how to use this advantage in every situation i think is what the players should be doing um but yeah it's it's messy she's told too many people and telling tiffany tonight was probably not in her best interest i don't I know like tiffany's aggressiveness though to be like what'd you get yeah. and to be like oh you got to tell me like tiffany's tiffany's going for it like she's not just sitting back and you know just letting people sort of you know decide what's going on like she's aggressive and i appreciate that so so yasa's hoping for food then we pop over to luvu for a hot second and um sydney's talking about no solid alliances but the thing i keep looking at is her edit has just gone completely flip-flopped from the from her chasing after crabs and not catching them and tumbling around in the water to spearfishing nine fish for her tribe to now she's getting not goofy music in the background i think something's emerging here or they're just pulling one over on us i like her i hope she sticks around i think she's funny yeah i i think i don't know it's it's so tough i just think i think what it could be is there's just maybe the people on that tribe aren't as good or entertaining in their confessionals. I think that tribe has a lot of people who we haven't seen a lot from like Heather, like Erica. Um, who is and Heather? so exactly. Yeah. Who's Heather? <laughs> uh, and so I think they might just be like filling time with somebody who's a good confessionalist. Um, but it could very well be them wanting to put her on the screen, knowing that she goes very far in the game too. So yeah, we'll see. 
And we have Nasir saying we're the final six. And um, I love Deshaun's uh, response, at least in the edit. He says, um, let's vote together at least for the first couple votes. <laughs> That's got to feel really reassuring. If he's saying that out loud, it basically means that they all understand that they're so fractured that the best he can even hope for is to stick together for a few votes. So to me, I don't think they will vote together for a single vote. They were already talking about voting out Erica. And we'll get to this later, but obviously, obviously Erica is going to take safety. And a lot of that, a lot of those blue members are going to be not safe. And I, I think she could then go and target them potentially. So I don't see blue sticking together for this first vote. That's think, just not happening. You think Seer will come to regret not letting them throw a challenge the couple of times they wanted to? Like if they had put, if they had thrown it, voted out Erica, and now they're like actually in the alliance, you know, versus like now they they none of them really know if they can trust each other. I don't know. I think he was always going to be so opposed to throwing a challenge. It's just not him. It seems like, but I mean, I, I see it. And if if like Erica flips on them, like at this first vote, like no matter who's immune, but if she doesn't vote with them, and you know, it gets out that they were throwing her name around, like he might come to regret it, but I agree with you. Like theoretically, yes, he probably should regret it, but like, will he probably not? So. Yeah. If I remember correctly, Nasir was not one of the players actively going against Erica, right? No, No. not really. No, no. But they were telling him they wanted to vote her out when they were considering throwing it. Like, so he knew at least he knew that much at least. So, so he's in the loop, but not in the middle of said loop. Yeah, I think I think he on the original tribe was friendly with everybody. So I don't think it made sense for him to want to get rid of anybody. I think everybody on that tribe wants to at least work with him or at least doesn't want to target him come the merge. So for him, I don't think it really made a lot of sense to start picking off people that he already knows and aren't going to come after him. Absolutely. And um, what we were talking about last week is it, it seemed kind of interesting that in the edit, you know, they make it seem like Nasir found that idol this past episode, but are we sure he didn't find it the episode prior after Brad had been voted out and his idol was now gone? Could Nasir have already found it? And the real reason he didn't want to throw it is because he wanted to actively uh, stay in power and have a chance to, to say his clue next round again. I don't know. Why wouldn't he? Did they cut out him saying the clue then? Well, he might just not have said it because nobody on um, Green said it. So he was going to wait and then maybe at that one. It's possible, I guess. I mean, we really have no idea when he found it. Yeah, so. yeah I guess that's true. You could have found it at any point, I guess. Yeah, uh, you you would think they didn't cut it out. Um, that would have been a hard thing to cut out, especially then because if Jeannie finds that idol, she probably picks it up knowing that if, if really the other two people had said it, you would think she would just take it knowing that it, like would have been activated. Did they establish like the order it needs to be set in? I don't think there was an order. Because that could, I wonder if like there's scenarios where that could lead to like a real game of like hot potato of no one wanting to be the first one to say it, you know? If it's not established who has to start it. If you don't want to reveal you have it without being sure you'll get the thing, you know? Yeah, somebody just has to start it, but it is a thing, Ian, like if 
everybody has it and you're like, I'm just going to wait till somebody else yeah. says it so that I know if I should say it. Yeah. The issue is they all are sitting there and they can't vote. So like, you're kind of like, true. I do want my vote back and I do want to have an idol. I probably should just say this. <laughs> oh yes. I, I forgot about that. Cooper. That was the reason they said maybe Nasir would, would push to not lose the challenge is if at that moment he didn't have his vote. What they did not reveal to us in the flashback was the day which mm -hmm. day he found it's it. It said one day earlier. Yeah. It, it, oh, it did? It technically said that, but yeah. you, you obviously could never be BS. know. That could like, be BS. I'd I go, I mean, that's something we would do. We would lie about that yeah. potentially. So I, I want to put it past them. Yeah. It's If there's somebody out there on Rob Has a Podcast who's going to interview Nasir someday, please ask him that question. I, I think it'd be fascinating to find out. Um, well, you have to get in touch with... Uh, some people at CBS and go behind the scenes and see if we uh, know anybody there. There's can, some people in the loop that there, can right? potentially give us a spoiler on this. Yeah, yeah, just just message us there and and then we'll just spread it amongst the yeah, large yeah. ears. <laughs> yeah. Um. Then we got. I'm I'm curious about this, guys. We have gotten a lot of, uh, for lack of better words, behind the scenes footage this season. Uh, what's your honest take on this? I like it, but I think it's a hot take. That is a hot take. <laughs> okay, Cooper, you're not feeling it. No, I, I wonder. I was curious if he was going to bring this up when you asked him about like kind of all the new editing tricks that they were doing this season. I don't like it. I don't like that Jeff talks to the camera. I don't like that we get a shot of somebody filming Jeff. Like, just just give me Jeff. But also, I, I just don't know why he needs to talk to us. And there were also just weird voiceovers this episode too, where. He was just passing up us, clearly not saying anything, and it was just Jeff's voice just oh, coming over just the bad. screen. That was just bad editing. Uh, like <laughs> that it, part was. I don't know. I I I don't love it. I I like the traditional, just like give give me Jeff when he's talking. I don't need him talking to me. Just show show me the players. Like don't waste don't waste screen time talking to me. Like it, show me what's happening in the game. I'll say yeah. this. I don't. I agree with that. I don't like the Jeff talking to the camera. And the the shots of like where you see like camera people and stuff is kind of weird. I did like it in like the first episode or two because it was it had this whole vibe of like oh we're like getting back to it you know sort of thing because of the pandemic and how long it was since the last season. It had sort of a like oh the cameras are rolling again you know like the the show's starting kind of deal. And so I did think that was kind of fun. I think that I will agree with you in the kind of first like the boat scene. After that, I do not like camera people. Get them out of my show. I don't really hate it, honestly. I think it, I, I don't know. I'm always so curious where they have the cameras put and stuff on this that I don't mind seeing because it's something I've been curious about. So I agree the voiceovers and stuff like that is kind of weird, though, and odd. The only I, thing I don't like, I was just going to say, is being like, I kind of wish I was surprised, at least in this episode, like along with the players. Like I felt like Jeff kind of spoiled, like, oh, nobody's going home tonight. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I wanted to react as the players reacting. Like my jaw hits the floor as them. I'm like, oh, like, okay, well, now I have to watch them find it out. But I already knew, you know, so. That was a weird thing to put at the top. Yeah, it, it is. I mean, it is a form of dramatic irony. So we can watch them react. But you're right. We can't live the same reaction as the players then as we go through that. You know, I, I, I've liked some. I've not liked some uh, some of these like behind the scenes moments as as well. But I think it really reminds me of the advent of live streaming Survivor games on Facebook and YouTube uh, from these other LRGs that don't create YouTube episodes. And it reminds me so much because 
uh, in those, you accidentally see cameramen all the time. You accidentally see a million production. You see hospitality, somebody's mom bringing out food from the house that's in the backyard over there. So I, in some ways, I'm like, are they tapping into this like messier uh, survivor feel that these events put on? Are they doing it on purpose to reach out to this uh, fan niche? Because I can't see any other reason why you would do it. It feels very LRG, like it, like it feels very college survivor, kind of like live reality game esque, where you just like, I mean, we're we try at Survivor Michigan, we like we're like stay out of our shot, we're trying to film, but you always get people in like the back of the shots also filming, like it just happens. It, it does, it does feel like that. Maybe that's why I don't mind it too much because it does remind me of those shows, and I I and I like those shows so. Maybe maybe that's why it doesn't bother me. It does. I feel like it does add a level of realism to it, where it it can be breaking the fourth wall a little bit, but it can also make it a little more real. So I don't know. I think it cuts both ways. It's so true. I was at Live to Give this summer as a tribe lead and cameraman, and I was so exhausted after like day two that I remember just steady filming Kristen Williams on camera. She was literally on the other side of a group of people talking. I'm steady filming her, and then I'm like, wait, okay, tilt. Like, I just completely forgot. And so if there's B-roll footage of Kristen Williams, that's me. I get it. <laughs> um, so Jeff comes out to ruffle some feathers, not rustle. I just got Ruffles like Tyson the Tyson vibes. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he breaks it all down. Guys, there's... There's a lot to unbox with this twist. I thought this, people were confused about advantages earlier, and I actually thought it was kind of silly because to me it was kind of easy to follow, but, but the consequences were hard to, to swallow. But this, I was like, what the hell is happening here? <laughs> yeah, they were doing a lot. Could emerge but not getting the feast. How brutal is that? That would be tough. <laughs> it, it was sort of hard to follow, honestly. Like, and like, and there was just like, there's five, and then there's two, and then there's five, but the two gets split up, then they're going to be one and one, and like some people are getting food, some people aren't getting food. Um, I mean, I, I think it, you you digest it after it kind of happens, you're like, okay, that makes sense. But while it's being all explained, you're like, what is this crazy thing they're throwing in? And I will get to this, but it I, I did not like this twist at all, but... <laughs> Um, but I think afterwards, eventually looking back, you're like, okay, I followed that. That actually wasn't too bad, I guess, maybe. So they're, so they're going to earn their merge buff, which is Nasir's, one of Nasir's favorite colors. This is going, this, they're dividing into two tribes. One tribe will win safety. <laughs> we'll get For it. For now. <laughs> That's so shitty. One tribe will, yeah. win, will win losing safety, but we'll, we'll get win, that. Yeah. And then, um, they're, then they draw rocks to divide into two tribes. And then ironically, there's going to be another group of two. We just had a group of two. We just had two Uwas. But for some reason in this twist, we're going to make a new group of two. And they're going to be the gray rocks and sit out. But essentially, they're both going to have the most power in some ways. I, I, I don't know. It's strange. I, I'm a big fan of schoolyard picks, so I really wish they could have just drawn like gray rocks or captains, because then you actually have to make a choice. Like the choice they had to make between Erica and Nasir, like they said it was rock, paper, scissors, but like, you know, I want like I want to like make a decision in cold blood and have to like choose, you know, between and like don't have like, oh, we just did a rock, paper, scissors, like don't have an excuse. And it's also like it was sort of random, like luck is obviously part of the game, but 
you know, if you can maybe avoid luck and make it somewhat strategy and, you know, oh, the captains, then they have to make a strategic choice. You know, the more you can sort of take luck out of it, if possible, you should. So I really wish think they missed an opportunity with the schoolyard pick, but, you know. Why not? Here's my question. Why not make it six and six, have someone from the winning tribe be like, okay, now you just have to choose somebody from yourselves to go to exile. And you can even give them the same choice, which I still wouldn't have liked. But, like, at least it's more interesting. Giving the person who – giving the person on exile that choice to – it, like, it would make more sense if you had somebody who already was immune choosing it, maybe. Because in what, like, realistically, if if your choice is I'm not immune, but I could be immune, why wouldn't you just take the pick to be immune? Like, yeah. in what scenario is she not going to flip it off? And, and she gets to just screw over everybody who made her not immune. That That is her choice. I don't, like, what is the negative or what, what, what is any potential reason why she would just keep it the same? If I cannot think of a single one. If she felt really safe, like maybe if you're somebody who's good friends with that group and like you actually think they randomly rock, paper, scissors and didn't choose you, but like she felt on the bottom, like she is on the bottom, like, yeah, she obviously should flip it. That's so true. You know, I, I agree with you, Matthew. I feel like a schoolyard pick would have been much better because they set up a physical challenge. The players are looking in front of them. They see exactly what's in store. And so they're going to pick, it might change their strategy. I mean, I could see the Yasa women being like, oh shit, I can't pick another Yasa woman for my tribe because we're going to lose this challenge. I have to have Danny, Nasir, or Deshaun because I need to be six foot something to get over this fucking wall. And And you can split those guys up instead of they ended up on the same tribe. And you can try to split blues up on purpose thinking maybe it's going to be a traditional tribal council. But then we go to a random draw and really... It couldn't have been a worse draw for the um for the drama of the challenge. Yeah. You could have just fast forwarded through that challenge and been like, oh shocker, like the team with all the like they got to the puzzle. Rapids won every challenge thus far is gonna win again. Yeah. What a surprise. Yeah. It's so true. So okay, so one of the tribe tribes is uh Xander, Heather, Liana, Shan, and Tiffany. And I just can't. I Xander's luck. <laughs> it's like I don't know what's happening here. And then he's, the other tribe is Danny. So he'll be fine. But. Yeah, that's true. Danny, Ricard, Sydney, Evie, and Deshaun, it's just stacked against this. And it literally plays out that way. Um, from digging the ball, the boulder out. By the way, how the how the hell do you build a boulder? How do how, how do you make a boulder? Did they just like get a big rock and like chisel it? Like I I honestly don't know. It can't be a rock. That would be too heavy, right? Like like probably. It's probably not an actual rock. I want to know what this is made out of. It looks looks so bizarre. Um and I don't know if this is that whole optical illusion thing where colors appear differently, but I swear the yellow ball to me looked like it was dug, it was in the sand deeper than the blue ball. I wish I could pop open a uh an image right now to show you guys but it, i it looked it might be an optical illusion and i'm sure it is but man did it look like that blue ball was easier to get out i wonder um, how they got them in there in the first place <laughs> dig a hole and then oh yeah push it out. oh i bet i bet that was the dream teamers i literally bet they like literally they were like hey today's task <laughs> dig a hole it looked pretty in there so yeah, yeah i don't know hope you enjoy this internship 
Um, <laughs> so also just a hot take. I do think even if you don't like this twist, I think Jeff Probst was, he, he found his way back to his like former self. I think he himself was living his best life in this challenge because he looked like he was so happy from start to finish. Like, even though it was drastically a, a, a runaway battle, I think he was stoked. I think he was having a great time. Yeah. This was a really fun, it felt like an old school challenge. It was very like physical. It was like kind of rough. Um, I saw, yeah, I totally get what you're saying there. And once again, we're not in the water. Thank goodness. Cause I felt like for four weeks we did the same challenge. We just shifted the, the, the challenge portion of it and gave us a puzzle at the end. I was really surprised. Um, so after it was very physical, they had to get on top of the ball. They had to, they had to go up the, that, the, whatever that wall is they do in the Spartan, that Spartan show, they do the same <laughs> thing. Um, but they get up to the puzzle and I got to say for, for a puzzle that obviously they needed to, to be one of those uh, make it or break it type things where both tribes are there. They did not make it a hard puzzle. Like, <laughs> Like merge feast is probably the most obvious answer of any merge puzzle ever. Yeah. Like at the merge, the first thing you're looking for is you're you're looking for merge. And then you have five letters left. And you're like, what do I do with F-E-A-S-T? And you're like, hmm, I, th I think I got that one. To see a five letter word. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like what other words can you make out of this? I was like, um, gram, uh, mast. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just like it's. There's nothing. There's it's easy. Steam. Yeah, you can make safe. Safe was about as. Yeah. But safe at no, you couldn't do at because you have safe. Yeah. yeah, I don't think somebody should put it into like an anagram anagrammatizer <laughs> and see if there's any um, comment with a uh, another answer to this puzzle if there is one. Um, and so we have them win their first meal in 12 freaking days you guys yeah I, I don't think they've shown us kind of i mean they've alluded to it yeah, a lot of times of like how little food they have but and they do talk about it some but like it's pretty clear they have had no food like sending somebody to exile for two days was like a big deal rather than like like the merge feast like it it does seem like a big deal even though they and they kind of are trying to make it one but i don't even think they've gone far enough to be like they have literally gotten no food like this is their one chance at food i think they just like when they throw so many twists and advantages like you can't do both like you can either have a season that's like back to the basis and the focus is on oh they have no food or you can do like an advantage heavy season but like when you do both like it's just been focused on advantages like i know they're starving but like they just can't focus on it because they're trying to do too many things at once so but yeah i wish we could see more of that yeah i agree with you i think that they definitely should have uh if they were trying to lean into like the you know intensity mm -hmm. of this version they should have included more screen time of like them starving and stuff like that and maybe pared back the advantages a little just a little bit mm -hmm. It seems like they threw everything at this I one think it was season. Like every idea they had in the past two years, yes. they, they jammed into this. They jammed season. into one season. They were like, okay, the no whole pandemic. <laughs> no swap. It's going to be 26 days. We're going to throw an advantage or two into every single episode and then just see what happens. And it's like, slow down. Like, this is like, I didn't so even, much I, shit. I honestly forgot that even existed. Like, genuinely. 
<laughs> but like it's, like it's like whoever's in the the secret inner circle of probst what he was like okay everybody can throw in two ideas during covid and we're just gonna we're gonna <laughs> just shake it all up and just throw it onto the plan and let's let's see what happens yeah they put like 20 ideas in a bowl and picked like five of them and they're like all right here's our season i think it was good. i think it was more than that i think they were sitting around and they said what are all the ideas that everyone had the homework everyone brought an idea and probst just said okay we're doing all of them <laughs> So we're not even like a Survivor Michigan production meeting, just ideas swirling yeah, around, yeah, but we actually know yeah. how to like pare yeah. it down to a few. So yeah. Because yeah. remember, this season was um supposed to have fire tokens. Oh my god. I would have been here for that to be honest. I was I love fire tokens. I wish they had kept them. I think that it was I think there was a lot more stuff they could have done with fire tokens, honestly. I think they need to rework them just slightly, but I also agree that I would like to see them back in the future. Absolutely. I also think that you could change the name. I think Fire Token is like like coin at the arcade. It could be a little cooler, yeah. but I'll, I'll I'll stick with Fire Token. It's okay. I don't know, like <laughs> something cool. Um. So uh, so yeah. So we see Nasir is picked. They say uh, we did rock paper scissor. Erica saw through that shit right off the bat, and um. <laughs> Nasir, I think, really, I mean, they, they claimed it was because he was a dude and they're concerned that guys are being eliminated. I, I apologize for using that, that word just now. <laughs> but um, I, I really think it had more to do with maybe his advantage. I mean, I'm, a, I'm just assuming that everybody has got to know about everybody's idol at this point. I feel like on Blue, there's a little less understanding of that. Okay. They haven't made it clear because I think Evie told Deshaun like in episode two about Xander. They haven't Evie shown that phrase. Exactly. We don't, we don't know if he told his whole tribe. We don't really know. Yeah. I, uh, I do think it was sort of uh, the guy's thing. Because Deshaun and, and Danny, we have seen a little bit of, of them being worried about that. Now, like, Ua was down to two members. It was like a guy and a girl. You have, I, I think the only real evidence for that is them kind of looking at Yellow, who only went to two tribals. So, I mean, it, it's what it is, but I, that is their thought process. I believe that that is probably what was the deciding factor. Makes sense. So, so uh, everybody walks off and Erica is left there to find out she is going to, it's, it's back, another twist. Exile has returned. At first, I thought it was the Edge of Extinction Island, but it's clearly not in there uh, at the last clip that they showed. But um, she's there for not an afternoon on a boat with Cochran. She <laughs> is not there with Kathy Sleckman looking for an Aussie, an Aussie idol that was already found. She is there by herself for two days. Two and she's so excited because there are two nice little things waiting for her when she arrives. And it is a quarter cup of rice <laughs> and fresh water. Yeah, you do. It's, yeah, I I feel for her. in a game. Honestly, I feel for her in a game sense. Obviously, that sucks to just kind of be out there, have to fend for yourself for two days. But like, from a strategic point, this game is already only twenty six days. It's been moving at a lightning speed. They're having tribal councils every two days, so so much is happening each like round of two days that to be gone for an entire forty eight hours is you miss an entire round of strategy, basically, which is crazy to come back from. So while I think what she got was extremely overpowered and she is going to have a few more days once she takes safety to kind of reintegrate and talk to people, it, it 
is going to have a lasting impact that she was not there for the first two days that everyone got to meet each other. Um, and she was already kind of on the bottom. Maybe somebody who was really in with Blue, who already mm -hmm. knew half the tribe, would have been okay. But I think her kind of already being on the bottom, not getting to make new connections is going to have a long-term impact. And I don't see her surviving the next few tribals, that she's not safe. She was already like one of the top candidates to go at merge. Now the fact that she's not there and she can't, you know, fight for herself again, she's going to have a chance to if she flips this. But, you know, yeah, it definitely didn't help. On top of that, she barely gets screen time to speak of, so you can't imagine she goes super far, honestly. Like, unless they're really changing up the way they do the editing. I don't know if they're changing up that much. I, I think they are, Ian, only because the signs of, of six episodes so far just seem to be pointing in, like, a South Africa or Australia direction. Or at, least, at least some elements of those productions are in it, even if it may, might not be the edit. But we did get the B-roll package for Erica today, which is a very good sign, even though it's episode freaking six. So that might mean her demise in episode seven. But it was heartwarming. It was uh, everything I love about Survivor, even if this, for some reason, this, this season is the season where everybody has an obstacle in their life to overcome. I, but I, but hers... Hers made sense. I, I I got it. I understood it. It's kind of like a Nasir story in some ways, um, in some ways not as well. But but uh, the she's the namesake of this episode. She ends up saying you know uh, something about being a lamb, but I'm ready to play like a lion. But she also had a couple good other quotes that I think could have been um, in here. She called it my survivor nightmare. I just think that's a great title. Um, uh, I, could use a little DIY. I think that's a metaphor for her game. <laughs> and um, a lovely title, Survivor is a love letter to my parents. I think in all honesty, we did get to see the heart of Erica for the first time this week. And that was nice to see a well-rounded uh, character instead of what I was thinking was just going to be a very purple edit um, to the end. It's very confusing because she's like an important person this episode, but like I would have thought they would have built that up a little bit last episode to like remind you who Erica is, but it, it's confusing. Oh yeah, that's yeah. true. You you mentioned some of the international survivors, and I I think this is completely the uh, Australian survivor edit where she becomes important. You kind of have to give her screen time, and you give her gone. you give her the whole backstory, and then in two episodes. You've now done her arc and she's gone. It's like, oh, she's getting screen time, and that's because she's now no longer on the show. Um, yeah, and it feels like Australia because there wasn't an elimination. It was just left on a freaking cliffhanger. I can't stand that. I absolutely cannot stand that. I these guys like dragged me into watching Big Brother because Claire was on it, and otherwise I would not have watched it. And it just reaffirmed. I loved all the scenes Claire was in, but like it just reaffirmed for me that just like these shows where it takes like four episodes to vote somebody out or three episodes of Big Brother. I just I can't take it. It needs to be fast. Someone's got to go. Somebody got to go. If someone doesn't go at the end of the episode, what did I waste my hour on? That's my question, honestly. So at the end of the, at the end of this, I was just like, what is that? Like somebody's got to go. It's always got to end with somebody walking off. Torch got to get snuffed. If that doesn't happen, it's not a Survivor episode for me. That's just my opinion. I thought the twist that was going to happen is that they were going to play challenges until there was one loser, and that person was just going to go home. I, 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 don't, I know that's very anti-Survivor, but for some reason, I really thought that was what was going to be the twist. First, it was going to be half of the tribe is safe. Then six people were going to play an individual challenge all to, 
And I did think it was going to be something like this twist where it was going to be to earn your buff because I couldn't think of anything else that could be remotely uh, something that they haven't done before. Uh, so, but we get the merge feast. We, this is probably probably the most lackluster merge feast ever because half of the people are there and they gave it like like two minutes. There was there's there's no clues. There's no there's there's nothing special. They got some watermelon and um <laughs> and some uh some good food, and then it gets right into it. And I was really fascinated about Liana here telling people about the knowledge is power advantage, not the tell everyone about the knowledge is power advantage advantage. Yeah, I think she got caught off by caught off guard by Shan a little bit. Like Shan kind of brings it up out in the open when they're talking with Tiffany, and I think Liana's kind of just like, "I did not have a plan ready for what I was going to tell people, so default, tell them the truth so that it doesn't go sideways." Um, but I, I don't know. I I think she probably ends up telling Shan the truth anyway. I don't know what she ends up really ever telling Tiffany, but I think she kind of got caught off guard and was just like, I would rather not be caught in a lie at this point. Like, let me just tell the truth so this doesn't come back to bite me in the future. You would think Sham would have like not necessarily felt the need to bring that up like that, but I don't know. I, I feel like Shan also had the sense that they were close because I mean, I think they were. I think Liana had said like, like, they're all sticking together. You can come join us like when we all merge. So it, I think to Shannon, it was kind of like, okay, now I'm here. Now we're all together. We're doing this. Like, let's share some information. Like, I feel like she thought it was probably already public knowledge and had no idea. Well, I think couldn't Liana have lied and Shannon have been like, oh, yeah, I protected my vote. Liana, did you get the advantage? Liana could have been like, I chickened out and I protected my vote. I got nothing. I think she could have said that because if they both protect their vote, nothing happens, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think she was just caught off guard and was just yeah. like, let me just default to the truth because I don't want to be caught in a lie. Yeah. That's interesting, Cooper, because I think you just summed up um, Shan's game in, so, in, in three words, caught off guard. I think she's consistently been um, catching people off guard or like a move they make is somehow just off and then she makes the other side swipe in and talks to the other person but even when she was talking with ricard earlier i feel like her responses were catching him off guard um with the with especially with like i, I don't i still don't understand why ricard gave it back to her <laughs> like like she has a way of speaking where like as the audience watching it you're like oh this is like bs this is like her playing the game but like if you were the player you're like, oh my God, she's like upset with me, uh, you know, type of, it's very interesting. Like it's a very, very fine line between outright skullduggery and like, no, I'm actually like an honest person. How come you're betraying me? She's like gaslighting all of them, like kind of constantly. It's kind of amazing. Yeah. People really trust her. I think we saw that on Ua initially. Every single person yeah. wanted to work yeah, with all her. Of them. Really, really thought she was with them. Um, and actually, ironically, I think Ricard's the one person on that tribe who's kind of like going to stand up to her a little bit and be like, no, I'm not going to give you your extra vote back right away. Like that it doesn't make sense for me. Um, I think it does make sense for him eventually to give it back um, just because I think he does need Shan come to merge. She already kind of has that connection with Liana. Um, he knows she's going to be the person that a lot of people are going to come to. People do trust her. So he does still want her on her side and he needs somebody at this merge. So 
it, it did, I think, in the end, make sense to kind of give it back. But I, I think he also made his point of like, we're in this together. It really shouldn't matter, but I, I will give it to you. And also, can we just do a quick shout out to um, uh, Ian uh, using skullduggery in a <laughs> sentence? Like I, as the English teacher in me, is super impressed, super happy. And this would be the perfect word instead of merge feast for them to mess up <laughs> and try to solve. Oh, God, they would never there a long time. <laughs> can you imagine? Can you imagine uh, probes trying to give clues to that word to give them a solution? It's it's like your uh, it's uh, where your brain is. It's it's uh, oh never mind. Uh, was there a game within a game this episode? Yes. I missed it. I think I was in the bathroom at that time. I think there was. I think it was a shot. I can't remember what it was, but it was definitely like it's like a pan in sort of shot, and it was like on something in the corner of the screen. There was. I didn't. I I, I don't do those. You didn't see it. Okay. I, I just know there was like go to game within a game. Thing. Okay. So no, none of us solved it this week. So you yeah. can go to survivorgtg.com to have fun with that maybe when i rewatch the season i'll do them but uh not right now if you've played any lrg or org you've probably done many much harder rebuses in in the past these are not this is not top tier stuff that they're giving us here <laughs> this is like survivor for kids i feel like this is a recruitment effort for kids yeah um so we get one interesting potential alliance that's forming. We see Deshaun, Danny, Liana, and Shan talk about um, how historic it is to be in a season like this, how they could potentially come together as a group of four to keep each other's names off the block, uh, using Big Brother, keep each other's names off the vote, and hopefully go deep into this game. What are your guys' takes on this group of four? I think these four will all make, I'm going to say at least actually the final five. I genuinely think, I think this is going to be, for those who have seen Big Brother, I think this is going to turn out the exact same way, which is funny because they obviously had not seen Big Brother at the time that this was filming. Um, but I think, and I think they're editing it very differently. Big Brother came out right away, and obviously they had to show like these people are sticking together. Um, I, I think Survivor is now taken to the merge, and I think I think this is going to be a huge storyline for the rest of the merge. And I think underhandedly, this group of four um, is going to have a lot of power and is going to make a huge run in this game. And, and I think they will all make at least the final five, in my opinion. But we'll see. Maybe that's a hot take. So of all the powers in the game, Shan has two. Liana has one of them. And then we have Xander, Nasir. Is there anyone else? Yeah, Deshaun has an extra vote too. Holy crap, that's right. <laughs> oh man, if this is a true alliance, everybody else is screwed. Saying it right now. Oh yeah. my gosh. I, and wow. I think you saw how they stuck together in Big Brother. They there there is this bond that they are unwilling to break, and they touched on that in this episode too. They were like, it it, it just we immediately have this connection that is going to be so hard to turn against each other. Um, but I think, and I think in the same way, people aren't going to see what's happening like they didn't in Big Brother. I think I, I think they might put some duos together. They'll put Danny and Deshaun. They might see. 
Liana and Shan, but I don't think people are going to catch you onto the four of them all fully working together unless they start making it super obvious, which I think they're all four good enough players not to do. So, and they have so, so many advantages and they, they were all also basically running their tribes, all of them. Like it, it, they have so much power. They can basically choose the order of which people are just going to start getting booted here very shortly. So that's, that's what I expect to happen. I think it's a really good move for Danny, who has no advantages, to be surrounded and also being the biggest guy out there, to be surrounded by people that at least have a lot of strategic power, which might come across as a type of meat shield in, in a way, a different type. They're strategically strong, maybe not physically uh, prowess strong. Um, Dustin sent me the, uh, the uh, Rebus. I don't know if it's going to translate. Oh, Can I, I have... Oh, can I have? Can I have your Jack? Or Jack? Or Jack? Is the can, jacket. I your, can I have your jacket? <laughs> oh. Or, yeah. Oh, Natalie. Ah. Natalie. No, not Natalie. Is that what? Was that her name? No, yeah, Natalie yeah. was the one with the jacket. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Angelina asked for it. Yeah. Angelina. Yes. The person. There's an LRG called Survivor Angelica, and I always call it Survivor <laughs> Angelina because I can't forget this this woman. Um. So, yeah, I, I have one more hot take. I think if this alliance of four does not create a name, um, going off of the cookout, I think we should call them the Luau. <laughs> I can see that. I think whatever they call it, I think they will name it shortly, whether we see it or not, honestly, on the show. I, I, I this align, it, it's, it's going to turn out just like Big Brother did. I just, I can already see it happening. And it's like, who, like, who has the power, like the social capital or the advantages to take them out and to figure them out? Like, probably nobody. I think there might be like, I don't know if they're going to go totally four strong. Like, I think there might be one like backstab around six or something, you know, but I've, I've thought for a little while, Liana's the winner. So this kind of adds up to, you know, how she might get there and stuff like that. So. I do feel like cause it's starting halfway through the game, as opposed to the one in big brother that there's potentially like they, they all, a lot of them do have other alliances with people. So like it could potentially be slightly less strong than that one was just by it starting later. But on the other hand, like Shan doesn't have a ton of people really, and it makes her already working with Liana. So like it all does kind of make sense that they would just stick together. Yeah. I think the fact that they have other people who they have gotten close to is what is going to make this alliance so strong. Nobody's gonna see this as a strong four. They're gonna have numbers to do what they want. They have between the four of them, they basically have all of the social capital in the game, as well as basically all the advantages that are in the game and the ability to take an advantage from whoever they really feel the need to take one from. So it, it just feels like if they want to stick together, they could just snap their fingers and be the final four if they really chose to. That's true. I feel like out of, like you mentioned out of the four of them, I think Danny would be the one that would potentially get voted out. Sometimes I wonder yeah. if being an ex um, uh, professional football player is just not advantageous um, as, as a win scenario when uh, people are awarding you lots of money when you possibly already have lots of money. I mean, I, did he lie about that or do they know? I don't I know. He, I thought he lied to them about it and said that he, I thought there was the episode where he went 
to the island. I thought there was a conversation with him and somebody where he was like, oh, like I used to play sports in high school. Or like he tried to play it off like he was not a professional athlete. But maybe I misremember. Yeah, I think he's trying to play it off. I forget if people actually know or not. <coughs> I don't remember. <coughs> Bless you, man. Um, that's a good question. I don't really know. Um, I would, that would be a good strategic move, I think, to not reveal it. Yeah. Um, so we don't get a ton, but this is also, it's also interesting, like you're saying, Cooper, because it, it wouldn't be like a, like a FOA FOA 4 or an I2-4, like the, like the final group. What we're seeing here is a true mix-up of these three different groups of people, and they're bringing with them all of the baggage from these 12 days of voting out people or not voting out people. Danny and Deshaun are going to have a really hard game just like getting in the mix of it and then just starting to cut off former Blue members. I could see that being pretty rough as it gets uh, into the jury phase if they don't do that earlier than uh, later. Yeah, we'll see. I'm, I'm most intrigued about kind of the initial sides that are going to get drawn. Obviously, that's always the big thing that's happening at Merge. And you've kind of seen people are talking about Blue is saying they're kind of cannibalizing each other, but is that really what's happening? Um, so I think you're going to get a lot of people who want to for sure do a blue person first. Um, so who does that leave on, on the one tribe? Sydney, Deshaun, and Danny? I think in this year now? If they go after blue first, yeah, if they're not mm -hmm. immune. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Nasir, Nasir's not going home anytime soon, I don't think, based on the edit. So I could see Sydney. Everybody getting, everyone gets a vote, even the people who, like, yeah. is how it's going to work, basically. Yeah. Just half the people are safe. Yeah. 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 So okay, so in this scenario, so uh, I, let's let's reveal the the final cliffhanger. J Jeff Probst is making house calls. Um, he comes up in his not little boat. His boat was very nice. I think he had the Cochrane uh, little yacht thing that he came in on, and um, he he's he's all he's like a star in this season. He's like one of the contestants. He's all over the place. He's at exile. He's bringing food. He's bringing stuff. So he sits down and he brings a um an hourglass and a hammer, just what Erica needed. Yeah. First, I just want to point out that I'm pretty sure he has more confessionals where he is talking to the camera than Heather does. Oh yeah. Like <laughs> many. Um. <laughs> so he is more of a player than Heather has been shown on the show. Um, but yeah, I mean, he gives her this choice and is like, oh, you can do nothing or be safe and screw over everybody who screwed you over. So I, I don't really, gonna pick? I don't know how much of a choice this is. If, if she does not take safety, I, I genuinely just won't know what to think. Um, it, it, it will just break me for the rest of the season, honestly. Um, so I, I'm running under every assumption that she will just take safety, which she should. And I think that this makes it one of the worst twists we've ever seen in Survivor, because basically you were asking a tribe to go win the challenge and they are almost for sure then going to be the group of people who are not safe at at tribal council. That's they, they, won, they won food and one of them will be getting picked off. And that is what's you you should ever time. be penalized for winning a challenge, I don't think. At least in this kind of scenario, you should not be pen it should not be that like you that the actual strategy would have been to not win the challenge. Like there's no way you could have known that. Therefore, it's it's kind of bullshittery, I feel yeah. like. The only justification I have is like I think that six is still gonna be able to win immunity, but still like they won it 
and then it got taken away. So it's not like they're totally screwed. They still have to like still could win immunity. But yeah, it's usually like once you win, like you shouldn't be able to have it taken from you and some unless, you know, maybe it's something rare where you could have actually prevented it strategically, but I don't think they could have. So if it was established from the get go, then it would have made it a little more interesting, I guess. But then then just bad, like, I don't know. I don't yeah, know. You could have had them either playing for food or safety or something like, but knowing that up front, like, Hey, the winner of the winner of this challenge gets safety, but the losers are all there somehow going to get the merge feast. Mm-hmm. And then you have to decide whether you really want to win the challenge or lose the challenge or something. But like, that would have been good. It'll be interesting know. to see, see what happens. Yeah. It's uh, so if, um, if the scenario, if, if, Let's say Erica doesn't break the hourglass. Who do we think is going home in that scenario? Do we think it's actually going to be Erica? Because I, I yeah. kind of do. Yeah. No, if she doesn't break that, yeah. oh, she's done. It will be her. Done. It will done. be her. If it, yeah. Yeah. She's, maybe, maybe Xander. But really. Yeah, but Xander might play as idol. It shouldn't be. But that's the only other person I feel like could it could be on that side. People are going to want to do a blue. Blue wants to do her. Like... She hasn't been there to even make relate. Like nobody's going it's to be so fighting easy for her. her just throw under the bus. It's like it's like let's just push off the actual merge for like one vote. Just get rid of this person who nobody wants to work with or has a relationship with, and then we can actually start playing the game. If she really doesn't do that, but in <laughs> it it would be the, probably the worst move in Survivor history if she does not do this like i i just wouldn't understand it like she has justification it's not like the group that didn't choose her can really be mad like they didn't choose her like she has every reason to kind of yeah. get him back so it's not like they did her a favor and then she screwed him like no they didn't that's not what they did that's true so it, let's run on the assumption now that she does take that hammer and smash that hourglass uh we have danny ricard sydney abby deshawn and uh nasir right yep who's who's uh who's going home out of that group it's a lot more interesting i don't know it is i would think either sydney or ricard maybe sydney if they wanted to do a blue but i mean if shan is still somewhat fractured with ricard he might not have anybody really sticking up for him um but like i I don't see it being nasir this early or danny or deshaun and Evie's still probably going to have some people that are going to fight for her. So, I feel like it could actually end up being Evie, maybe in that scenario. I, I don't. I don't feel like Shan. If, if especially if they're about to make this close alliance, if she's about to make this close alliance with like Deshaun and them, I don't feel like she's going to let Ricard go like first. Her only other ally, like realistically in the game. Yeah, and I think I thought Evie was in control of Yellow early, but now it's definitely like Liana's definitely more in control. So I do think Evie's spot has definitely sort of slipped a little bit. It would be interesting. It could just end up being Sydney, though. That might make sense. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're that tight with her. Yeah. I think there is a slight chance it's it could be Nasir as well. You, you had people talking about this episode of wanting to – Liana taking his idol, knowing that he obviously has one, and trying to go after him at some point. So if, for whatever reason, Danny and Deshaun want to protect him over Sydney, I don't really know who they're closer to. They seem to want to protect Sydney when Erica was going after her, but they've also – had some good conversations with Nasir. So if if people are really like a blue needs to go, I almost feel like it's going to come down to um, Liana and Shan asking Danny and Deshaun, hey, would you prefer Nasir 
or Sydney go. It's going to be one of them. Um, so we'll see. So, so yeah, I think we'll see. I'm ready to do a little bit of maybe prediction, maybe spoilery stuff. Have you guys seen the episode title for episode seven or episode eight yet? No. 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 Okay. Well, let's bring this out. So episode six, this was Erica's sentence, ready to play like a lion. They leave us at the cliffhanger of Erica sitting there with a hammer going like this. <laughs> episode seven is called There's Gonna Be Blood. I think it could be, it's it's infighting on blue, just what you're predicting. Like a blue person goes home there. Episode eight, and this is why I don't think it would be Evie, potentially, or Ricard. Episode eight's title is Betraydar. Like the, <laughs> like the term gaydar, it's betraydar or radar. I don't yeah. know why I said gaydar yeah. first, but so you think one of them two says that? Says I do because it. it seems like the 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 gaydar phrase, and I hate to just like throw it at the gaze, but I I think it could be them. I don't Interesting. know. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. So that's who's being betrayed? I I would think. That could be I think, that could be I think that's Ricard talking about. Well, that could be, I, was just that. I think they might betray, yeah. like my betraydar is going on. I think that's oh, yeah. about Shan. Yeah, absolutely. So there's there's not much for you folks in regards to, you know, <laughs> talking about why a person didn't win Survivor, because we don't know yet. But what I always have to, just for my, my favorite Survivor friend, uh, Jillian Larson, I have our draft we did. This is our current standings, guys, that we are currently at. I'm sitting with only three people left. Jillian has four, and King Lance has five. But I gotta say, I think I'm I'm I think I'm stacked with my three potentially. Like I know Sydney's an iffy one for next week, but I don't know. I think I'm good to go. Yeah, yeah. I think Lance's team is gonna be in trouble here in the near future. I I, I think you could see easily four of the five of them go in the next like five votes, to be honest. Uh, I might take Jillian's team at this point, though. That's looking pretty good to me. Is it is it most points for winner? Like, because I think Liana's winning, but I don't know how many points that's going to get yeah, you. Yeah, we're, we're literally not doing points. It's just basically <laughs> like winner takes all. You're the best of the best. Good job. Good pick. <laughs> There's your crown. I, but, I like um, your team then. Yeah. Yeah, you probably have the most winner upside with even Deshaun. I'll throw in Deshaun as a pretty good winner upside, to be honest. And there, and you know, Jillian's still got Heather too, and Heather's just you know she's <laughs> she's being pulled up the the challenge. She's 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 getting through this game. I really don't know who Heather is. I don't remember seeing her on the show. Genuinely. What did she do to the editors? Like I I don't know. I don't know. Something bad. They did not like her. They were not they were not feeling her at all. <laughs> um well friends, this has been a blast. Great breakdown, super fun. Uh Cooper, what's upcoming for Survivor Michigan? Oh boy. Um I, I don't even know if I'm the right person to be to be talking about this, but obviously uh season five is our next season that is coming out. It is all stars. Um, so I think that's what has been publicly Shown, uh, I am I am playing. That is official. We have released that, um, but I don't believe we re we've released any anybody else. We have released silhouettes of the twenty one people who are playing. 
um, our all-star season. So if you would like to try to go figure out who you think those people may or may not be, um, be my guest. We will not give you any kind of indication of whether you're right or wrong. Um, but yeah, we're, we're super excited for it. It is coming in the pipeline. We want to make sure that it is a really good season because it was a very fun season to be a part of. Um, so yeah, it, it is, I cannot undersell this season at, at all. Oversell. I think it is, you sorry, can't oversell, sorry, oversell. I apologize. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure we don't get any, yes. anything out there. I can't <laughs> undersell it. I can't oh, undersell see, people this. in the Reddit threads. Cooper said Michigan all-stars sorry. is not good. <laughs> Misspeaking. I can't oversell this enough. It is one of the most entertaining seasons, strategic seasons, um, emotional seasons, of survivor that I think will have ever been put out there, both college, international, US, all of the above. So um, a very, very good season that I can't wait for people to see. It's super exciting because there's so many cast members that would make for excellent all-stars <laughs> uh, potential. So I'm really stoked to see who's in the cast. Um, yeah, Dustin just said exactly <laughs> what I said. Do you have any, um, uh, do, do we know when we might see the cast? This is a more Ian question, to be honest. I don't know if there's a set date, but I'll let him answer that how he would answer that. Uh, I have a date in mind. We will see if we hit that date or not. It depends how the editing goes. There's, I have a date. I have basically a set in mind of what I want to release when, how far out from when the season starts. So there's a date I want to hit, and we'll see. we'll see if we get there or not. But I will say we had a Survivor Michigan reunion a few weeks back in Ann Arbor. A ton of us went back for it. And these guys saw a, uh, a rough cut of uh, one of the one of the episodes. So it was uh, it, was, it was it was something it was one of the most riveting. I mean, I know everything that happens. So and it was still one of the most riveting. Uh, I think it was like an hour rough cut of, you know, of television I've ever seen. And, you know, just like there are it's not often that something can live up to such insane hype but it lived up to it and surpassed it so yeah it was really good yeah that's so goosebumps cool. for the intros for for kind of the the whole intro sequence was goosebumps yeah oh i'm always here yeah. for a good intro sequence and that's something like, really that matters. really cool that matters um that's so that's so cool uh, when you guys were filming was it pre covid during covid Pre-COVID, yeah. this was we got really fall. lucky. This was the semester right before COVID happened, so yeah. fall twenty nineteen. Really, really got lucky the way it shook out because it would have been really a bummer to have to go online for yeah. for all stars. Yes, we've, we've seen a we've seen a few uh, college survivors that had to do that, and um, it doesn't it doesn't float my boat. I know some people like watching the Zoom Survivor to each their own. Um, since this is practically what that is here, um, <laughs> but it's. It's it's a whole different monster, I think, when you're playing online Survivor. Sure. It's, it's I think it would have, I think it would have definitely negatively impacted our our season if that had happened. So I'm yeah. very glad that it played out the way it did because there's a lot of great stuff that I feel like would have great moments in person that you know you're not going to get necessarily if that had had to happen. Yeah. But so hopefully sooner rather than later, we will. There, as soon as there is something to know, you will be the first the first to know. Awesome. You know, we always stand the editors. You guys make, you guys create the content for us. Uh, we, we love the players. We love the host too, because without you, you're the talent. None of this happens, but the editors, we truly stand because 
you guys make the magic and you guys are the ones that really make this reality for us. Uh, this has been a blast, guys. Breaking down episode six with no elimination. This is the weirdest one I've ever done for sure. So thanks for jumping on this podcast with me. Next week, we'll break down episode seven, where hopefully somebody will be eliminated and we will have another live reality game taking over. And right now, I can't remember who it is. So you'll find out about that next week when Dustin posts the picture. Until then, friends. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you soon.